I changed my battery charging strategy recently after we got all these cheap cheat chargers. Yeah. So we we each have one at home on on each uh you know what are those called nightstands bedside tables I don't know what they're called the, th- I I, the I things don't know how you live your life the things that sit by your bed that are like little drawers and you know I call it a nightstand okay a nightstand now it's useful at all hours of the day true if we're honest Brittany would attest to that because she's in the, in the bed for a while in the morning before she officially gets out yeah, that's not the night anymore. well you know the, yeah. the night goes until you say it until you get up. But we each have one on on each nightstand, but I also had a third one, and so I was going to keep it in the kitchen, but I thought, ah, it's not, it's really not going to get as much use there. So, you have an Echo Dot in the kitchen, so. Yeah, it's confusing. <laughs> it's confusing. No problemo. Um, so I brought it here, I brought it to work, and I've tried, because the battery life is still really good on the 10, and um, that was one of my favorite things about the 10 when I got it was just all day battery uh, essentially you didn't get your battery replaced though. i did not i did not as as much as you uh you know were were harping on that um i just i just didn't want to do it i don't know just i'm i'm you know me being me i didn't do it yep i think i'm like at 88% now uh but i'm not i'm not worried about it philip it's not stressing me mm. out i think it's stressing you out a, a lot more than it's stressing me uh, out that's right um because you know i'm thinking i probably only have you know maybe what how many months until uh until october but everything but the battery is going to be s- totally fine yeah the battery's totally fine could have right gotten now. it replaced for $29 but I'm not going to replace it, period. Because I'll probably, you know, give it to someone or sell it to someone. And you don't care about anybody else but yourself. Well, if, you know, it's not my problem after that. Unless I give it to someone that I know and then... That, or you could have made it so much easier to sell. But, you know, no, what's, it, what's done is done. Listen, the I past have, is the past. I have many other reasons why I need to get to the Apple Store, and I still haven't gotten to the Apple Store. It's just not convenient for me anymore to go. So I understand. So I just didn't do it. Um, I remember those days. But I've to help counteract this, you know, battery degradation. I've I've, I've shifted my battery charging strategy to, hey, as long as I'm at about four between thirty and forty percent at night. I could even go probably a little lower than that, honestly. As long as I know that at at work the next day, I'm gonna be at my desk for for most of the day. Um, I don't I don't put it on the charger at night, and so when I get to work, I put it on the charger at work, and then I'm I'm monitoring it, you know, as it's charging, and you know, once I get about to ninety ninety five percent, sometime in the you know, afternoon, I take it off and then it's it's good to go the whole rest of the night. And then I just repeat the cycle the next day. And I keep repeating this until the weekend. And then I put it on the charger at night. But I, I don't know, like I, I'm enjoying this strategy because one, I know it's it's only charging for as long as it needs to charge. And then it's not just sitting there. I know they've got all this software built in to to help it, you know, not keep charging and and all that 
jazz, but I just feel like I'm more in control now, Philip. The only challenge is that I on 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 days where I use my phone a lot, I get to like t- tonight. I was at ten percent when we got here, and I thought, well, I'm gonna have to charge it earlier than I want to, but it's okay. I'm just experimenting, Philip. I I don't know what to say. I'm glad that you have to live your life and I don't have to. Same to you. <laughs> I don't think either one of us could live the other person's life. I think it would it would uh probably send us over the edge. If we ever need if we ever start a second podcast for whatever reason, or if we need gotta change the name because some popular podcast is called Saver the Mic and we just don't want to be drowned. That would make me sad. It'd be sad, but we could change it to live your life. We get a whole lot of self-help people in who quickly would discover that that's not what the title is about. Nope. The title is about the fact that to each their own. Yes. I'm going to, I like my, I like my thing. Okay. Well, explain to me though, why, why this is, is causing you some, some stress. In my mind's eye, great DC talk song from the Supernatural album. Does a mind just have one eye? At least has one. Okay. Minimum of one. Um, so as I just think about, you shouldn't need to manage the battery, especially for a year and a half year old phone. I'm not managing the battery though. No. How am I man? It's 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 not any All different. Right. I'm just shifting Fair. when it's charging. Fair listener. If you want to skip back approximately six and a half minutes, which if you ask Siri, you can ask Siri to rewind a specified amount of time or fast forward a specified amount of time, and she will do so. Alexa will do the same. Alexa, stop. That's a self uh, self help help tip. There you go. Did I know in self be true? Yeah. Live your life. And I, I think what you said was very much you're managing your, you're not charging the battery. If you're not charging the battery at night and you're not just starting off the day and you've got battery. One thing, your Qi charger is the least of your worries when it comes to battery cycling. It's so slow that it's, it's this great, great thing for the battery. That's true. Fair point. And the best thing for a battery is to stay between like 40 and 60. And you're, you're almost like minimizing the amount of time it stays between 40 and 60. But overall, I, I just, it just, it just boggles my mind that you would want to add a manual management step to something that could be so automatic. It just doesn't feel that way to me because... At night, I still have enough battery that I'm just like, I don't really feel like I have to do this right now. Charging at night is not about the night. It's about the morning and about the afternoon after that morning. But here's here's the real the real push, Philip. Be real. If I don't do this, then what's the point of having my Qi charger at my desk? I want it to get used. It just you're, it would just sit there. You're using it right now. Now you wouldn't have had to use it if you weren't insane. Well, actually, I think um I did charge it last night. So I don't know. I 
this was a special this, circumstance. This was a special circumstance. The 4G nonsense. Get happened. it together, AT&T. Right. Singular. <laughs> You're acting like singular, AT&T. I had a singular phone. Yeah, man. I've been with AT&T for a really long time. I'm not one of those hop around people. Just, I'm, 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 I'm a pretty loyal, not financially wise person. <laughs> loyal to the corporation. I guess what I could do is see. Here's the here's the problem. The Qi charger in the kitchen doesn't make sense because, as you said, it doesn't charge fast enough for that use case of needing a charger. In the kitchen. What what is the use case of needing a charger in the kitchen? The use case of needing a charger in the kitchen is Brittany somehow still runs her brand new 10S battery down in a single day. I don't know how she does it. We know how she does it. I don't look at screen Facebook I don't look at screen time. I don't have to look at FaceTime. Facebook is the battery hog of all battery hogs. It is incredible, even in the background. And Facebook is doing a lot in yeah. the background. So it's just, it's, it's a, I mean, you almost need like a, like a phone to use Facebook on and a phone to do everything else on if you want it to last. We still have her seven. That's a good idea. There you go. Her seven sorry, could that be. that probably wasn't a comfortable sound to make in a mic. <laughs> her seven can be her Facebook phone yeah. and then yeah. her real phone. She can just delete Facebook off there. Boom, baby. That's that's the way we should go. Speaking of sounds to make on a mic, I listened to our podcast, part of it at least, from last week. I listened to the whole thing every time. I, I really sounded sick. I really wasn't sick, but my throat was very raspy. Um, there were times during that week where I sounded way more, like super berry white. And people would walk up to my desk and be like, hey, Philip, can you help me with this? And be like, yeah, man. <laughs> and they'd be like, are you okay? I'm like... Yeah, it's totally fine. It's just my voice and my throat. They'd be like, okay, let me take a few steps back and can you help me? Um, and I still had a little bit of that going on and I didn't overcompensate for that by over-enunciating and it, and it was, uh, there it were, was bad in some places. Yeah, and I'm there so, were, there were I'm times, sorry for that. There were times where you were a little mumbled. I will do my mumbled. very best to do better. Yeah, well, and we were tired too. We have to do this at night. When all the children are asleep and, and that, all across the town and that in itself makes it a little more difficult to enunciate. I mean, it wouldn't be better in the morning. It wouldn't be better after lunch. It wouldn't be better at the end of the workday. This is probably my most energetic time for all honest with each other. So the use case for the, the charger in the kitchen is that Brittany's phone is down to less than 20% and she needs to get a quick hit. Cause she's about to go somewhere, you know, cause that's what she does. Mm. And so the, the chi charger in the kitchen just doesn't make sense because it's not going to charge fast enough. She needs that, that 12 watt iPad charger in there. Ruin the battery for that quick. Well, you know, cause I need some juice that exactly. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's probably what happened to her seven. So, well, besides being physically abused a few times, one of the things that happened to her seven. So do I have, have, do you have car, do you have car chargers in both cars. Uh, we, we, so we have, yeah, we have one in the van, but not in the, in the Yaris. And okay. she uses that occasionally too, but. Okay. I have no understanding of what you're going through. I'm just, you know, giving my opinion. Cause that's what I do because 
I've got my eight, which is on Verizon from work. And so because it's on Verizon, which is about a 12 times better network than Sprint, about 12, 12 or 14 times better, especially on I-40, <laughs> then in my car, I always use my eight for CarPlay and CarPlay is necessarily wired. And so my eight, I never, like every Saturday night, every now and then, I will put the eight on the Qi charger that I have on my nightstand. But usually, usually I actually do what you do, but in a much saner way, which is that I will look at my eight and it'll be at 55% at a night. And I will go, I'm gonna plug you in for 45 minutes in the car. So I'm not going to plug you in right now because you're going to be at 90% when I get to work. And I use the eight, but I also use the SE, of course. And the SE has a brand new battery because I ain't no dummy. I'm not calling you a dummy. That's harsh. I'm, I'm, ju I'm just saying that I'm not a dummy. Okay. It was a very <laughs> exclusive statement. It was, uh, it was very Levi-esque for a moment. Exclusive statement. Just talking about me and what I'm not. Okay. Not, not claiming what anyone else is. Another self-help uh, reference there. Right. Live your life. Hey. With Philip and Levi. So I, I, use, I use the SE. I use the A. I, I have to charge the SE every now and then, especially if I'm like, because I run overcast on the SE because the watch is hooked to my SE. So to get that sweet next chapter force touch in the overcast app, I got to run it on the SE. So I do that. And I have to do that on cellular. Well, I have to listen to music on cellular, I should say, because our Wi-Fi is very restricted and Apple Music and Spotify and you name it is not allowed on the Wi-Fi. It's weird because it just, it, they basically just have like firewalls. <laughs> they basically just have like stuff that's like blacklisted. So it just, it's Weird because you try to go to it. Even even if you just hit like certain CDNs, like certain podcasts in Overcast will download and certain podcasts will not based on like which uh, provider they're from. Like if they're from Linode, they're all fine. But like whatever ESPN uses doesn't work. And so it's it's weird. Um, but anyway, so I, I usually have my phone on cellular. And, um, and so that brings down the battery a, li a little bit more. So sometimes it gets used a lot. And but I've always got the other phone. To help out. Well, I, I don't have two phones, Philip. What do you want me to? What do you want me to do about this? But you, I mean, you're, you have, you have a, a amplified phone. <laughs> that's, that's not the word I'm looking for. I have a better you know, phone. Just say you know, it. Just you know, say you, know it, yeah. you, you have the best phone. Well, not anymore. But you have the best phone of the three. <laughs> They're sitting on the table. This is true. Yeah. When you say I'm managing the battery, that implies that. The battery life is not good, and I'm I'm like constantly worried about it, and that's not that's not really the situation. It's more like I want to use this Qi charger, and so I've created some scenario to where I'm actually. Why using it. don't you also want to use the Qi charger in your nightstand? I do on use, the weekends. Use that to get it all the way up in the uh, all the way up to 100 percent in the morning, and then when you hit 35 percent. Or 45% at I the office. I never hit that at the office, though. Well, that's your fault, okay? <laughs> Use your phone a little more at the office and, and then put it on. If you never hit that at the office, then what do you need? Then you're going to be fine. Just charge it at night. 
No, I, I put this one in your car. How would that work? You just get a USB guy. There's probably some Symantec ones still in the closet from years ago. They get really hot, but I'm sure they're all right. <laughs> and you plug the USB into the USB, and it's got power, and it just sits wherever it needs to in your passenger seat, on your dashboard, in your cup holder, and then shwabing, bam. Listen, you've convinced me to just go back to charging at night, but I, I don't know what I'm going to do with this charger. I guess I'll leave it at my desk because I still feel like it probably would get more use there or or at least maybe I'll just keep it in my bag. I, I don't know. I, I just don't think it's going to be very useful in the kitchen. I think it'd be really useful if you always had battery life on your phone and your current strategy works most of the time, but sometimes it doesn't. And you could have a strategy that very easily worked all the time. And that's what I'm all about. I should mention that I bought three G chargers uh, three months ago, maybe at this oh, yeah, point. Cause you were wanting me to jump in on the, yes, so I, but I already this. had three at the right. time. So. You didn't need any more. And then you just want to feel even more pressure oh, to find yeah. a way to use this. Then I would have been putting one in the car and one, <laughs> One in the bathroom because I'm like one of the only guys that works on this, uh, this, this, uh, there you go. This level. So, bada bing, bada boom. So, I actually, so I have a Qi charger. Um, I have a double Qi charger. It's not air power, but it's a double Qi charger. I think I've talked about it on the podcast. Um, it's a, it's a Qi charger that also has a speaker, a speaker that's supposed to charge off of it also by Qi. But if you just take the speaker off, you can put a phone where the speaker was and the phone can charge there. And then you can also charge something. On the other part of the pad, it's another Qi charger. So that's what I use for my A on my nightstand right now. And but I want to have one at work and Blair has an eight, so she could use one as well. And we could put one in the kitchen and wherever in my car. But they've just been sitting on on some table for three months. And I finally put one in my car. It's still in my back seat. I haven't taken it into work during the week that I have had it in my car, but it'll make it there. Do you think that will eventually get to Apple releasing a phone that doesn't have a, a physical port on it. I don't, I don't. It depends on what you mean by physical port for charging and data transfer. So if you can data transfer once you can, should be able to at some point, right? Infinite time timeline. Infinite, yeah. At some point, like not until you can data share with a Qi charger, not not until you can data share, uh, not wirelessly because there's a wire inductively, um, and and so I almost I almost could see like a MagSafe type connector before anything else, which is like almost like a smart connector, really mm, is what yeah. I have in mind, which is just like something magnetic, almost. <laughs> Almost even more like the Apple Watch, which does have this crazy weird port that is only Apple accessible. Because to me, it's all about, to me, my experience with Apple Watch betas is what tells me <laughs> that you can't have no way for this to connect to a computer is really what it comes down to. And unless you expand your, your wireless capabilities to troubleshoot, because to me, that's, that, that, is what, that is where the wire is like your only option. It's like when you need to go into DFU mode, you know, and hold the home button down, you know, I mean, when you got a problem like, like your iPad that sometimes could be solved by, you know, 
just really kicking it hard into some <laughs> weird mode, then I don't know how you do that if you only have two actual buttons on a, on a phone and no ports. Then at that point, you just got to have like some like special electromagnetic ray that every Apple store has that just like waves over your phone and now it's either better or not. I don't know. So I think that I, I think it would be great if they went with something like MagSafe. I think that'd be awesome. Um, like a MagSafe-ish type thing. Something that you're not really expecting that you're going to be connecting to like every night. Mm-hmm. Like you plug in, like most people plug in something every night. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I, th- I think that could be nice. While we're on the topic of phones and batteries, Energizer <laughs> released a battery that also has a little uh, phone with it. It's wild. 18,000. How do you say this? Milliamp per hour? Is that the, That's right. the abbreviation? Milliamp per hour. For comparison's sake, what is, you know, what does a common phone typically have? I was in actually going to look it up, and I was really, I will definitely look this up for you, listener, because I was really disappointed that no one else on any other podcast I've listened to that's talked about this has talked about like what is. Let's just look at the 10s. So an iPhone 10, iPhone 10 has more milliamps hours than an iPhone 10s, which is interesting. Uh. But basically, it's like 2,700, give or take a milliamp. Oh, geez. 2,700. So it's like basically six times. So for those scoring at home, you're looking at 18,000 in your Energizer phone, the e-phone. So 18,000 divided by, I say 2,700? You did. Is uh, six and two-thirds. Yeah. Almost seven times, which is how it goes. It promises a week. I believe it. Wow. But then you, you know, <laughs> you have to basically find another place for your wallet. I I don't carry my wallet. My wallet stays in my backpack, but that's probably a different conversation for a different day. Hey, you do you. <laughs> you live you Le- live your life. Thank you, Levi. I will. You too, listener. Um, I showed this to my wife briefly because she asked me for probably the first time, maybe the second time ever. She's like, what are you guys going to talk about tonight? I was like, well, let, me, let me look at the My show wife notes. has never asked. I, I mean, I, I was going to, you know, well, what are we going to talk about tonight? Let me, uh, let me brief you. So I, I talked with my wife about it. Got a few comments from her. Her comment about this was that this looks like a VHS tape. I, I could see that. Yeah. It's very, very thick. And not in the way that the kids like to say these days. <laughs> kids these days. I don't really understand. I mean, it feels more like a publicity stunt to me than anything. Because who's really who's really going to do this? Well, so I thought, as per usual, that Syracuse's take on it was was great. It was very critical, I'm sure. Have you heard it? Uh, I did listen to it, but you know how things just wash over me. <sighs> hey, let me do me. <laughs> Live your life, because I don't want to. Um, that's, just, that's, just, that's the sub. Uh. Well, I think he was talking about maybe, you know, people that work in extreme conditions. Absolutely. Yeah, I could see that. This would be great, which, which, which means that it really needs to go like full tough book, you know, full Panasonic tough book. Have you ever seen a tough book? I think so. They have a handle built in. Yeah. <laughs> and not like an IMAC G3 
uh, not like an iBook G3 style handle, but like a real sturdy handle. They're meant to get like sand all over the keyboard, hey, paging I, MacBook Pro. I worked on site at an oil refinery outside of uh, Denver, Colorado for okay. about six months. And yeah, I saw I saw some of these in action. Good, 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 good. I never went out there. First and, party experience. And did anything. I just sat at a computer and watched Lost. Watched, the, watched through the entire series on, on cellular. Somebody and, had to. And that's when the Apple Store person told me that I was an extreme user because my, my iPhone 4 would, wouldn't get to about 10 a.m. and it would be dead. But Fill your role. It's another story. Live your life. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I, I think that, for instance, I mean, speaking of oil rigs, um, like my, my uncle worked at an oil rig. He was a... a engine petroleum engineer and you go out in the middle of freaking nowhere texas usually and you're there until somebody comes and relieves you which is supposed to be in two weeks but could be three weeks because they're not always the most reliable employees that's different topic for a different discussion um and sometimes you know there's you're out in the middle of nowhere and sometimes it's like hard to contact anybody but anyways you obviously want to watch lost if you're gonna be sitting there right so and you could watch a lot of loss. Could you could you make it through maybe a season? I wonder. That's how that that's how they should start. That's how they should market it. Marketing battery life. Yeah. You can get through an entire 23 episode right. season of Lost. So for, forget telling me that I can watch like this many hours of video. Tell me divide that by 42 minutes, please. And get down to the brass tacks. Although now you're looking at a lot of hours from HBO and you could watch Netflix. Half of Breaking Bad on one charge from Impressive. this Energizer phone. Talk about a cliffhanger. It just like cuts off in the middle of an episode. And uh, anyways, so I, I could see if you're, if you're in some kind of circumstance like that, where I don't know, charging is just a, a weird thing. Especially like if you're like, particularly like if you're in a country where like it's electricity is not a given, you know, and you're, and your utilities and your government is not not what we have here. You know, if you go more third world, then yeah, maybe you only have electricity once a week. And so, or maybe you have to like, I know there are places in the world where you have to kind of travel to like the electricity area and you charge your device. Lots of people do this actually in different places in Africa. Um, you like go to a place to charge your device. It's almost like a like an airport, but only... Only outlet, only airport outlets. There's no planes or anything. It's just the airport outlets. You know, everybody just standing around watching their watching their device charge and then getting getting out. So, I mean, if that's your case, like this could be a game changer. You know, good on you, Andrewizer. Live your life. The the thing about this is everyone. Well, that's really general, but. That's the common thing you hear, right, about these people that keep railing against the phones getting thinner and thinner is just give me a slightly thicker phone with with better battery life. Well, <laughs> folks, here you go. You got it. You got what you wanted and uh, got it to the max. They should have called it the, the max. <laughs> not, Nobody, not so slightly. Not so little bit. But uh, I, I really don't see people. Oh man, it's got a MediaTek processor, Levi. What is that? I don't know, but Media has an M and the T capitalized, so it's camel case-rific. MediaTek. 
It's the Energizer Power Max P18K Pop, by the way. What? The Energizer Power Max P18K Pop. 18K for the battery. Okay. Because that's what it's all about. I mean, at least they had the wherewithal to say, we named it because this is what we did with it, right? It, that'd be like if, if Apple called the iPhone 7 the iPhone not really a button. You'd never forget when did they, when did they, when did they stop using a real home button? Was it with the iPhone it not really a button? I think it was the iPhone not really a button, yeah, wasn't it? Was it was the iPhone not really a button. Right. Or as, as Brittany called it, the iPhone witchcraft. That's good. I like that. <laughs> she didn't, she didn't believe me for a long time. And, Actually, and so I turned her phone off and said, press this button. This has been on my list for a while. Um, girl that sits in front of me at work. We got iPhone. Uh, they had they have they had iPhone successes for a long time. And then we got iPhone eights sometime last year for our work phones, and we were just we got to our team meeting early. It was just her and I. I was like, "Did you did you know?" Because I'm just I'm me and I'm living my life. I was like, "Did you know it's not really a button?" And she like didn't understand what I was saying because she was just looking at the button and being like, "What the new guy is a little out there, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, it." it they make it feel like a button, but it's not actually a button. If you turn it off, then it just, it, it's just, a, it's just a part of, you know, it's, it's just a glass. It's just, well, yeah, it's just, it is just glass, you know? Um, there's not actually any movement there. She was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then later, I mean, she tried it. She was like, what? The? <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Brittany said, what, what witchcraft is this? There you go. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Right on. How is Brittany liking her tennis low these six months later? I'm assuming she likes it. And and here's my only anecdotal evidence of this. She hasn't complained about it at all. The only complaint is that she still has to charge some occasionally. No, really every day. At, at a certain, it's just later, way later in the day than it used to be with her janky broke seven. Um, but that's a that's a Britney problem. That's not a iPhone XS problem because any normal human being, you know, wouldn't probably doesn't come into this because they're not using it that frequently during the day uh, as she is. But she hasn't said anything about it, so I'm assuming that she likes it. It certainly has to like the the camera situation better. She had a crack in her back camera lens on her seven. So, you know, if, if I'm going back through Google photos, I see all of these photos that have this weird glare in them. Um, just for, and it could happen from any light, light source because just however it was coming in at a certain angle. Um, she's taken a few photos on it that I'm like, now see, aren't you, aren't you glad that, that you have a better phone now? Because this photo is great. And, uh, but yeah, we, we don't talk a whole lot about it, which tells me that she's enjoying it because she's not complaining about it. I'd say so. Yeah. I th and yes, she still has to charge at some point during the day, but it's, it's way later than it was. And it's not like she's having to charge it all the way. Right. There's not that stress of, oh man, I really got to let it charge because I'm about to go somewhere. <laughs> And so it really needs to get back up to a good percentage. 
before I go do this, you don't have that same battery anxiety like like she did with the seven. I just had a thought, not to have a never ending conversation, but you know, she could use the Qi charger in the kitchen before 6 p.m. Like you could use it like 10 a.m. It it would still work at at 9 a.m. It would work at noon. It would work at 2.30. Uh, you know, I mean, when you when you have 45 at noon, you, you could use it then. I don't think it's that that bad for her at noon. I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have it's to not about how it is at noon. I don't know, man. It just doesn't feel right to me to put it on the charger at, at 45%. That's like saying I'm halfway through Oregon Trail and we've gone through three-fourths of our food, but that's okay because we haven't gone through all of our food. When, when do you stop and fill your car up with gas? Today, I did it with four miles to go. Okay, well then, end of conversation, okay? But that was only for certain reasons. Usually, it's closer to 50-ish, and that's all about discounts per gallon, and I have a small tank to begin with, so that's a totally different conversation, sir. See, I, I don't even know how many miles I have left on my car. I thought you said it does tell you how no, many No, it miles. tells me how many miles, like, oh. cumulatively that I've <laughs> racked up the entire time I've owned the car. Wow, okay. It, it has... Uh, so it's legal. <laughs> It has, it does have an electronic fuel gauge indicator, but it's, it's eight bars. And so once I get to the last bar, it starts flashing. And then I feel like based on my estimates, each bar is a gallon and a half. So I just, I kind of mentally do the math of, okay, as soon as it hits that, I've got a gallon and a half left approximately. And so that means I probably got like 50 miles left to go. And if you had, say, like 40% at some time and you could fill up because you're about to go on like a long trip, then you would be like, well, no, I don't want to do that. I want to, I want to wait. Now, if I was going on a long trip, then yeah, I would do it. But I'm always, always going to my desk and sitting at my desk for Eight hours, pounding away. I'm just saying the proof. Making that money. The proof is in the pudding. You have experimented. I agree. I'm all for experimenting. And the experiment has gleaned its results. Respect the results. The experiment to me, and and especially after this conversation, because I never want to talk about it again, uh, I've settled that I'm just going to go back to charging at night and I'll try and find a better place I still think the best place is probably at my desk. Um, but the good thing about it is when I do travel, I don't have to unplug mine at, at home. I can just take this one with me. That is good. So it's 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 not useless. I just don't like things feeling useless. That's really what it, it would boils be down so to. used in your kitchen, man, at 10 a.m. every single day. Uh, so I don't think it would. No, nope, no. Nope. So used. Because I would have to. You, you could put it on top of the Echo Dot, by the way. I would have to nah, convince. I'd probably mess with the microphones. Yeah, that that probably wouldn't work. I'd, I'd have to convince her to do that, and I just—it's always in her hand, so I don't think it would work. But it's not way. always. It's not always in her hand. It's, it's she's pretty, teaching, pretty man. She's molding young minds. That's true. That is okay. True. And she, wherever she's doing it, put it there. Could put it in the playroom. That's, that's marriage advice. The right playroom there. slash schoolroom. There you go. 
Bada bing, bada boom. So I, I need to spread mine out across the house just so they're there, so they're not in boxes and doing nothing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on. Uh, I expect a report back next next time. That is that is but a log in my eye. Okay. Oh, speaking of report backs, I did try to find my Hotmail account. Yeah. Movieboy64 at Hotmail.com. And I, I went and put that in and it, it was like, this doesn't exist. I think it must have been... There must have been some cutoff before it, they switched to MSN, you know? Like... If you hadn't used it in so long before that switch, I'm assuming they probably just killed a bunch of them uh, because I, don't, I wouldn't even know where to go other than just going. There was no indication of, hey, if you've got a really old account, go here. I think it's just dead, man. It's, it's just gone. I've just Googled for Hotmail account discontinued. I've got a couple different articles from 2013. Uh, one entitled Microsoft's Hotmail Phaseout, What's a User to Do? This is February 22nd, 2013, which is somehow six years ago, which is bonkers. Uh, August 9th, 2013, discontinued Hotmail account from the Microsoft community. And then there's uh, also on the Microsoft Answers portion of their website, February 24th, 2019, which for those scoring at home is wow. about two and a half weeks ago. Is Hotmail being phased out? It should. <laughs> it should. Which I guess that's not accounts particularly, but yeah, phase it all out. Get that weak stuff out of here. Just, Which just I'm, that would obviously impact your wife. So not really, because she, she doesn't. Do. I don't even really know why she still uses that account. You know why do people have so many email accounts? Stop it, Facebook. Oh, hack me, Iran. That's what I should have called it. There's been a lot of talk. Today and all days since 2016, when they, 2015, they released the MacBook. The 12-inch MacBook. It's called the MacBook. And I'm so just, it's either MacBook line. Listen, I'm just clarifying for those at home that aren't as, as familiar as we are. Because I had a conversation a, recently with friend of the show, Justin. He's thinking about purchasing um, a, a, a new... A, a new laptop, but for a very specific use case. And Justin has recently purchased a knife photography business. Yes, there's a very interesting story that goes along with this. Um, and he's, he's trying to think of the best way to set up his workflow. And he thinks adding a, an additional laptop into the mix just for um, ingestion of photos and like n renaming them and just getting, getting all of the stuff ready for him to start editing on a different machine. He, he's trying to figure out what would be the, the best laptop to, to buy to, to slide into this. And so we were, I was laying it all out for him because I've also been in the mindset of Brittany needs a new computer and I'm not sure where to go. And I was, I was kind of telling him for that specific need, I thought maybe a, 27, a 2017 um, MacBook Pro with no touch bar might be the best option for him because he'd have enough power for it to be useful beyond just ingestion and renaming photos and all that. Um, but it would also still be on the cheaper end 
and not you know you wouldn't in, you wouldn't have to face the outrageous cost of of the MacBook Pros that have the Touch Bar that you just wouldn't really need, and, and maybe even a MacBook Air, a new MacBook Air might be okay. And then if ultimately it's also going to be his wife's laptop outside of the knife knife show photography. Um, anyway, we were having this very extensive discussion and I had to be very intentional about like how I was using the names and trying to explain the differences because as I've expressed on many previous episodes, the, the, the laptop lineup is just ridiculous and confusing. It can be. Yeah. All that to say, there's, there's two types of MacBook users. What does this mean, Philip? You're, you've, you've, you've put a riddle in here, and I don't know what it means. Your two types of MacBook line users are the haves and the have-nots. There are those that have had their keyboard fail, and there are those that have not had their keyboard fail. Because and what are you considering a fail? Because having to be replaced. Okay, so if it if it if a key gets stuck but it works itself out in a in a week, is that is that on the haves or the have not? Even if a key gets stuck and it works itself out, approximately four and a half months later, as my wife did with her volume up key, that I mean it was stuck. Well, I was it was sticky. Like it, it was not really always coming all the way up. And mm-hmm. so you would have to really jam it to get it to work. So you could still get it to work, but it was definitely weird. Um, and did and she then, have the 2016 or the 2017? She has the 2017. She has the model you were just talking, 2017 right. touch barless MacBook, MacBook Pro. Pro. It's a great machine. 13 inch. 13 inch, two ports. And so one day she just was mashing it and mashed it at some certain angle. And she said it basically just like popped up out of its stickiness and has been totally fine since then. She emailed, she emailed me, she texted me as I was at work and told me this. And I said, that's great. Send. We really should get one of those keys stuck though before four years is up. That's all I'm saying, you know? Uh, so you, you purchase Apple care? No. Is this- no, this is the extended, extended, extended. Right program because these keyboards are we don't swear on this podcast but, but. what what is the what is the pricing though on these even with the the extended is it how much do you pay to get the keyboard replaced yeah you, you don't you don't if okay. that if that's what happened like that's the even if you that's the, the sole thing that is covered for four years because that's just the amount of time that they decided even to without cover it. apple care because apple care covers for three years okay um, you know fyi fwiw and so, uh, no, we, we, we did, I've thought about buying Apple care. They came out with the, you know, extended, extended coverage just for this keyboard problem before that was going to be up. And I just thought, you know, I think we're going to be all right without it. Maybe that'll happen. And that's already, you know, that's not, not part of my Apple care decision anymore. So, eh, we're probably good. And so she had that, that key stuck. And, but, it, you know, unstuck itself. So, but I almost think that experience is more of a, like, heartening experience. Because you're like, oh, when it gets stuck, it's not really broken. You just got to kind of jam it around and then it's fine, right? <laughs> and that's, that's no problem, right? 
So I feel like if that happens to you, no, that doesn't make you afraid of this keyboard anymore. I just think there's because like when you like you told me when we were when we were messaging back and forth one one Saturday morning that you've you thought about getting a MacBook Air for for Brittany to use, and I'm trying to decide between a MacBook and a MacBook Air. Yeah, yeah, and both of them have well, well, one has say that. The second generation butterfly keyboard, right. and the MacBook Air has Come the, June, the third generation. I got, I got a, I got to update that that MacBook. Um, I mean, it's going to be part of the lineup going but forward. It, they'll the new ones are going to be more than do I something than I want to spend. And the MacBook's going to be the same price. You can anyway. I, I don't want to spend thirteen hundred dollars though. What about if they gave you a hundred twenty eight gigabyte model? <laughs> <laughs> But the MacBook Air, you would be a lot more amenable to if it had a more reliable keyboard, particularly with your experience with your 15-inch having to have the keyboard. My slash your (laughs) 2016 15-inch. 2016 15-inch that did have to have the entire keyboard and top case replaced because one of the keys broke. Yeah, it did. And... You know, I mean, you you get four years. Well, I say that from the time you buy it, you would or? get it. Yes, um, you would get that with the MacBook. They haven't announced one for the third generation. I wonder. It would just boggle my mind if they didn't. And yet, it's going to be weird if and when they do. I, I would. I, I suppose they could do that a lot more. Uh. Like they, they could save a lot more face if in June they come out with a new keyboard that is proven over several months to be reliable and not break in the same way. And at that point, they probably could say, hey, all those ones that we, we had, we're going to cover the third generation as well. Have they said that, though? Is the third generation a part no, of this? No, it's not. Okay. So they, they, came out with, they came out with the program before the third generation was released about two months before, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, before the third generation was released in the in the in the new new MacBook Pros with the Touch Bars, which is the only ones they updated. But anecdotally, it seems like these new MacBook Airs are having s- similar failure rates. I, don't I say anecdotally because I, I don't I I don't know I haven't seen any stats but from what people on the Twitter sphere sure to say sure I would say actually from from the anecdotes I've heard I think it's not similar failure rates it's maybe even half but even half of what it was is still ridiculous yeah. and unacceptable so say it was half a percent before which when you look at how many they sell is still an enormous amount then even if it's a quarter percent, that's still an enormous amount because of the amount they sell and the, the amount they cost. I mean, it's the thing that floors me is that for a significant portion of the population, that week that you don't have your computer is way more expensive than any, any price necessarily. I mean, I, I wonder how many folks that have to have it done would like pay for it if it could be done like in the store right here and now you know um yeah and but that's not an option right so so part of it because i mean you hear people talk about it and it's totally seems legit to me if this is going to be your sole computer too and you're 
a business person, you know, small business, whatever it may be, you know, you're not going to be able to just swap it out. Or, I mean, if you're at the corporate level, they're, they'll get you something, obviously. Um, but I mean, if you're going to literally if you have an iMac that, you, you know, you can go weird. or an iPad Pro. I mean, yeah, you yeah, know. You know, there's a lot of things. Lot if of... you got a single device, just, you know, in I your mind, in your mind's eye, try to imagine. It's, hark, it's hark too back, difficult. Harken back to a time when you just had a 2011 non-retina MacBook Pro. The bad old days. Ugh. A little heavy, but hey, it's got an optical drive. And I did do a lot of work on that thing. A lot. Yep. Phys- physic- physical work. Like work according to physics, which is to say force. Because you got to apply force to that thing to move it anywhere. Yeah. Right. Um, so if you have one device and you're telling me I'm going to spend $1,500 on this one device and there's a 5% chance that buying this device is going to leave me without it for a week. And what am I supposed to do with my business <laughs> during that week? I mean, if, if you got a, a good business, that's a significant amount of money that you're going to be impacted on. So it really is. It's just ridiculous in so many ways. So, yeah, we'll I'm, see. I'm, I'm really hesitant. I, I just know how much benefit she would get from a light, just, you know, newer, better computer. And she wouldn't have to <laughs> wouldn't have to lug this other keyboard around with it at all times. Uh, but I'm he- I'm hesitant to, to to buy one because of it's different when I have one at work that I don't have to, I'm not paying for it. If something fails, I just take it in, it gets fixed, you know, no big deal. But putting down my own money for something that, you know, she's working on and the kids are around her all the time and crumbs and everything is just all around her at all times. It does make me nervous. So I will say coming from someone who has personally paid for one of these and, you know, my my wife uses it and has had some of these issues, but they fix themselves. And, but I mean, obviously, you know, four years counts down to 20, 21 and, you know, after that, if it hasn't broken and it does, then it's not covered anymore. I still, I still do think that it's almost, <laughs> it's almost a positive, like part of my argument for like, don't worry about it so much is I think if it's going to break, it's going to break in those four years. Yeah. If it's used uh, regularly. Like, like a, an, a, a real everyday computer. Right. Yeah. Right. And if that happens, you get a brand new one to start the clock all over again. And I would hope, I don't, I, they're not doing it at this point, but I would hope as, if they end up saying the th- something like the third generation is covered, even though it was better, it'd be so good if they said, and when we replace them, we're going to replace them with that better third generation design. Because I do think that would go a long way. But we'll see. Do you want to hear my hangups on... And actually, I'm sorry. The MacBook Air has got the third generation altogether. So... Right. Moot point. Do you want to hear my hangups on... Yep. Not being sure which one to get? Yep. Uh, so the, the the keyboard situation is definitely a part of that, right? Um, 2017 MacBook has the second generation. MacBook Air has has a third. The, the two ports, 
kind of plays in, but I honestly don't think it's going to be a big deal for Brittany because all she needs to do is be able to plug in her headset, which plugs, you know, straight into the headphone jack, which it's got one of those. It's got one of those. Lo and behold, uh, little did you know, the MacBook is actually a two port machine. Uh, it's, it's got a headphone jack. Whoa. Um, and then the price is, is part of it too. It's like yesterday, B and H had the 2017 MacBook for seven ninety nine, and if I had se- if I had seen that, I probably would have bought it. That's, I probably would have. That's crazy. I probably would have bit at that price. Um, and even still today, they've got them at not ninety nine, but they had them at seven ninety nine yesterday. Do you know why they had them at seven ninety nine yesterday? I, and maybe they just had a lot of stock and they hmm. were trying to get get them out. Uh, usually, B and H does not usually do thing things one time. Well, I, I'm going to keep an eye on it. it yeah. Happen. I was actually I was looking at B and H, which you didn't even know, because that's the place that you look for hardware that hasn't been uh, updated in a long while. And yeah, they'll they'll be the one to discount well, listen, it, not Apple. Even uh, back in December, they had the Mac, the new MacBook Airs. They had down to nine ninety nine for a week. Um, so I mean, wow. and that was in December. So it, I don't even think it's necessarily, uh, you know, I think they have good deals yeah. throughout the year. You that's, just got to find them at the right time. That's awesome. I, I'm saying that even like regular, like obviously if you go to Apple, it's just MSRP right. all day long. It doesn't matter if the Mac mini hasn't been updated in four years. It still starts at $599 back then. Well, and the other beautiful thing about B&H is that there's no sales tax. True, and that, I mean you're you're, right. you're like getting a very significant discount just from that alone. And I forgot about that. And they do free shipping, so I, I'm pretty sure that when I do finally bite on this, um, I'm probably gonna buy it from B and H because Absolutely. you know discount, no sales tax. It's like an extra discount, and then free shipping. I'm, I'm all about this life. Heck yeah, but yeah, I can't. I can't. I just can't decide. If if I can get the MacBook at that price, I think it's gonna be. I think that's gonna be enough to push me over the edge. Should um, be for for what she, for the benefits that she could get out of that. And then if it fails, I didn't spend twelve hundred dollars on it. I spent eight hundred, and the, you know that feels different too, right? It does. So, yeah, I'm just gonna have to keep a steady eye on the old B and H. I need to set up like a Google alert or, or something. Indeed. Uh, Mac, MacBook 2017, $7.99. <laughs> That's going to be my Google alert. Very nice. Speaking of my wife's computer, the other day, uh, she's bad about not updating her computer. Um, she'll just say, not now, not now, not now, not now, not now. Um, like any, you know, like most computer users. Oh man, I got a story about that in a second too. I'll let you, I'll let you finish. So the original story is that when she had her 14 inch iBook, her freshman year of college, I think she was home for her summer that, that year. And I was at her house and I was doing, I was like, can I do something? She was like, yeah, just check it out. And lo and behold, like while I'm doing my something, Mac OS 10 Tiger Said, hey, uh, do you want to you want to update any of these like twenty six <laughs> updates? <laughs> and I was like, have you have you never updated? She was like, well, 
no, I just didn't know like if I should or not. I was like, yeah, you should. So that's kind of the backstory is like, yes, you should keep it updated is my, is my token line to her. Well, so at, at some point, um, she was about to start studying. Well, she was about to start, I'm sorry, finishing like this big paper she'd been working on. A couple of them actually. And so she's at Panera Bread. She pulls up her computer. She's eating before she's going to work. And so it says like, hey, she's like, oh, you know, I'm finishing what I'm eating. So yeah, go for it. And part of what it, so she's not on Mojave, I want to say. Um, she's on High Sierra. And yeah, she's on High Sierra. And it wanted to, one of the things it wanted to install was the security update, most recent security update for 2019, which shouldn't be a problem. It's something you should probably have. And so that was included. Well, lo and behold, there's a bug in that security update that some people have had, including my wife, which is that on some computers, just kind of randomly, not like the same model all the time or not, you know, there's not really any rhyme or reason to it. Just some people have had this happen where when it goes to, when it reboots and says, okay, in the reboot, I'm going to put the security update on. It also says, let's just put Mojave on all at once. <laughs> Whoa. But when it tries to do that, then Mac OS is like, I don't even have an installer for Mojave. So hold up now. I, I couldn't get the update. So I don't know what you want me to do. What do you want me to do? And at that point, like it, you're not into the operating system. You're at some like BIOS type level, you know, before you got to the operating system. It's like between your, your Apple screen and your, and your login screen. It's, it's purgatory. And, uh, and really the only thing, the weird thing though is, is like they give you like installer log and it's just all oh, this text, like it always is. Um, and basically what I had to do, I, I searched, so she was at Panera Bread and she FaceTimes me. Um, or maybe she just called me. No, no, no. She, fa she FaceTimed me cause she was like showing me the screen and I was just like, well, I, I mean, save the installer log and try restarting, you know? I mean, it's like first time, just try restarting. That didn't work. Just brought it right back to the yeah. same purgatory. And so I was like, well, I, I mean, I think the quickest way is for you to just come home because, like, it's kind of hard to do, uh, you know, remotely. So she comes home and I'm searching online and I'm finding, like, basically, like, in the, like, you still have a file menu. You what? But you're running an app called Installer Log. Yeah. So you have an installer. Have you been here? Um. So funny story. This exact same thing happened to me <laughs> a couple weeks ago. After they upgraded me to Mojave. Wow. Um, a, a, like a day after, um, it, I got prompted to install a security update, and the exact same thing happened. I don't know what the fix was because I just I took it. You know, I have I had better. <laughs> helpers here just you know because it's their job so i don't even know what they did to fix it but that exact yeah that exact same so thing basically happened. what you had to do was like you have a you have a menu bar and so one of the menu bar options is like startup disk because basically it's working off of this like weirdo startup disk which is like an, an installer updater startup disk that it's going to hit before it actually hits your actual startup disk and so i just had to go to startup disk and choose her actual drive and just say reboot and use this as a startup disk. And it was like, oh, okay. Oh, so really and it, easy fix. And it re yeah, and it rebooted and said, hey, you want to install this <laughs> security update? Why, yes, I do. 
And I was like, mm, well, no. <laughs> we'll let that uh let that ride. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. The exact That's wild. exact same thing happened. Bananas. So tell her don't don't feel bad because hey, hey. definitely wasn't anything that she did. Which is just the worst. Especially to happen with a security update. Because you talk about giving somebody a good reason never to install an update, let alone a security update. I mean, if you're a layperson and that happens one time and you figure out some way to actually get out of it and you know what, what caused it, well, I, could, I don't know that I could, could confidently talk you into ever sensibly installing another security update. Well, hey, I have been trying to install some system Windows 10.83 security update on my VM for... Since before Christmas. <laughs> Every time I launch my VM, it says it's trying to install in Software Center in the background. I have no idea. There is no try. I, I have no earthly idea what's happening. I, I don't care because it's my Windows VM and I only use it maybe once a year when I need to record screen capture of doing something on Windows, which is gross, but I have to do it. And I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with it. But I, I still, I get what you're saying about experiencing <laughs> that. What? So I was just like, I actually have this webpage still open from what, what I found that fixed it. And this guy, let's just start, let's just read. This security update turned out to be a complete disaster for me on a 13-inch mid-2010 MacBook. Instead of applying the update, it also tried to install Mojave. Put those two sentences together, which leads to third sentence. This MacBook is unsupported for Mojave. (laughs) And you know why I know that, Philip? Because let me tell you a little story here. This is another reason why I need to get Brittany a new computer. We keep our iTunes library on a wireless drive. It's typically connected directly to our airport extreme so that we can access it you know from anywhere in the house we don't have to wire in uh to to connect to it well once i started taking my work laptop and and basically leaving it at home exclusively i decided hey it would actually be easier if i just plug that drive directly in to the laptop because it'll be it'll be faster connecting to it that way over ethernet than me you know, wirelessly connecting to it. Um, so we did that. Well, when it, when we, when I did that, something goofed up and it's like iTunes had to completely rebuild the library. Like the library was still there on the drive. It didn't go away, but for whatever reason, iTunes, it just like freaked out and had to rebuild it from scratch. Well, such a solidly built application had to do that. Yeah, I know. Weird. Surprise, surprise. Well, this weekend I decide, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to put it Oh, oh, I was I was going to be gone all weekend and Brittany wanted to be able to watch some movies with the kids. So I'm like, well, I've got to put this wireless drive back to the the airport so that she can connect to it um from her laptop just anywhere cuz that'll be way easier than me trying to explain what she needed to do with it otherwise. A 2011 MacBook Pro. 2011 MacBook Pro. And I 
was testing this out before I left and I went to open iTunes on the 2011 MacBook Pro and pointed it towards the uh the the wireless drive and it could not open it because I needed to install a newer version of iTunes and just do that. Well, I can't because the version of iTunes that it needs based on how that library is built now is the version that is running on Mojave and I can't install Mojave on this 2011 MacBook pro. So now we can only access the iTunes library from my work laptop. I wonder. So the issue there seems to be that it was rebuilt with a new, the newest version of iTunes. Yeah. So I could in theory kill the library file and then just reconnect it. Yeah, I could do this. I can't think of more of a pain. Exactly. <laughs> but I do wonder how new you have to get the iTunes. If it has, I mean, if it has to be the newest, obviously you're SOL. Right. But if it's just got to be newer than some point, and you may be able to get to that point, um, I'd encourage you to search around. I mean, you might get into torrenting at this point, just all the older versions of iTunes. Mm. Um, it would you know that, that that you could find you know because you're not necessarily going to get it straight from Apple you know but obviously you know there's there's certain places that just like every time there's a application that can be installed they just like save a version of it that can be downloaded for historical purposes of course yes yes but, you know like a like an internet archive sort of thing yeah but for applications I think I'm better off just buying a new MacBook whenever I can find it at seven that too. <laughs> That too. That's another option. I actually, I've thought about this a, a lot because I think about things like says <laughs> because so I was like a gifted uh, a Core Duo, a Core Duo iMac at one point. It was a really weird, strange machine. Is it like a twenty inch, uh, seventeen inch? Okay. And what's close? No, I'm sorry, twenty inch. <laughs> well done. Uh, the seventeen inch was only for. Uh, education i think but the the 20 inch uh core duo and <laughs> the core duo good job I'm just, I'm just thinking those kids don't need three more inches we'll save money that's crazy that's right it's all about it's all about vol um quantity you know because it's three inches on one computer but over 25 you just save yourself 75 inches <laughs> okay and that means a lot to a school district did back then, at least. Especially when you're shoving them all in a tiny room. Right? It, <laughs> that's another thing. So the newest version of macOS that is supported on a Core Duo machine is Snow Leopard. And so I've thought, like, I've thought about, like, using this as a... The heralded Snow Leopard. <laughs> right? I, I've thought about, obviously, it would be an incredibly stable machine. And I've thought about using it as like a home server type of thing. Yeah. But I'm not really sure that the newest Apple TV, TV OS, yeah, probably would be not. able to to even see it as a computer. I, I, I looked into it at some point. I, I think there was ways that I could like get, I, there might be like even like an older version of Plex, an older version of Plex that I could get in the same way that I'm telling you to look for a version of iTunes, not mm -hmm. necessarily available at Plex.com. I don't know if that's a good side or not. I'm just... <laughs> Just, just assuming URLs, nothing to see here. Um, and I, you know, if I, if I had more time than 
I do, then I would would do that at some point. I set up this whole process back in 2012. You know, like it's this. I'm surprised. I'm honestly surprised the drive still works. I mean, I'll say because it's it's constantly at least active, or you know, like at least. And when I say active, I mean it's like it's it's always powered on. Do you have it backed up anywhere? Uh, why would I? Why would I need to do that? Because it's gonna die soon. I I do have some other drives that I've thought about backing it up too. But honestly, there's nothing on there that it I would just really miss. Thinking about backing it up is usually enough in in my experience. (laughs) (laughs) It works almost as well. It, It. I don't even really know. Like especially so. What am I going to really lose? And just some movies. That's fine. I mean, it's just your, you know. I'm not losing music because now I have Apple Music. So my music library is really pretty useless. That's absolutely true. I mean, we can talk about music libraries at some point, but whoa, that was a thing and then it wasn't. And so, yeah, I mean. And movies are very similar. There's got to be a better way for me to do this now and have it work faster because it's still not the greatest experience. Um, it works just fine. I think a lot of it works better now because the Apple TV I have is newer and it's just more powerful and it sure. you know, just works better. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about reevaluating this situation at some point, but it's just not an urgent need on the list of things I need to reevaluate. I got you. Totally, totally understand that. One one key thing was that uh, a year, like just about maybe the first or second month um, that my wife had her computer, so a year and a half ago, I I just said, well, so we only got 128 gigabyte drive because in part, we already were getting iCloud storage to be able to back up our phones sufficiently without getting all those annoying pop-ups. And and to keep our photos packed up to iCloud as well. That was really the reason why we had to go all the way to 200 gigabytes or whatever we're at. Um, and so it was easy enough to just back up her documents and desktop to iCloud because yeah. why not? Now, I took a physical backup. I haven't done that in a long, long, long time. But, I mean, it was like the one solace that I did have when I didn't know if I was going to be able to get her computer back or not i mean i didn't know if i was just gonna have to wipe it at this point i mean if i wasn't going to be able to get out of this installer log like i didn't know what else i was supposed to do other than just wipe it but she could confirm from her iphone that all of her documents up to up up to the last word she typed in them were were there you know from her work three hours earlier or whatever it may be so that was i mean that was good it it really is a a system that worked in that case that's one of my other hang-ups with the 12 inch MacBook versus the MacBook Air is that 128 versus the 256, but it's it's the smallest hang up on the list because I don't really think even at 128, I don't see that being a problem for Brittany for the thing she's going to be doing with it. Right. I mean, you go you go beyond 128 if you got if you have a big photo library that you need to keep, which that's not going to happen on the on, on the laptop, or if you have a huge music library, which that's not a thing which anymore. Ours is all on a wireless drive. Right. And then same same thing with movies. So. Really, it's, I don't see a lot of, you know, I mean, many folks will talk about, you know, especially your techie folks will talk about how you don't want to buy such little storage because you know you're going to um, outlast it. But in part, a lot of that is just like old stuff. 
that you can very easily just like offload back up to some very stationary drive at that point and free up a bunch of space. And, you know, the one time you need that three years from now, it's sitting on that stationary drive, but it wasn't sitting on your computer taking up space the whole time. So I, I think you can very easily make it work, especially when it's a, when it's a documents machine like my wife's is, or if it's just like a correspondence machine, basically like for your teaching. Wife uses her. I mean, it's not like anything is getting, it's not like she's like storing the videos that right. she's creating, you know, they just are created in the ether and then they're gone. So, you know, that doesn't take up any space. Just, just processor. We have a, we have a story here that's related to, to what we were just talking about in a lot of ways, which is that Disney is ending their vault program kind of simultaneously. And because of, uh, the Disney Plus streaming service that is that is going to emerge soon. I'm I'm looking into the future and seeing all of these streaming services, and it's really stressing me out financially because I don't see me dropping Netflix. I, Hulu, I've I've got for a dollar a month until December, so th- I'm good there. Amazon Prime Video, it just comes along for the ride, and all of Daniel Tiger is on there, so it's not going anywhere. Right. But how many of these $15 a month streaming services... They're not 15 Um, This is going to be at least 15 You think so? Disney's? Yes. Really? Because they can charge maybe. a premium price for this. Maybe, maybe, maybe they will. Just off the vault back catalog alone. I mean, I saw this story today, and I thought, well, that's that's it, man. Sealed the deal. That, I mean, they did. Like, people will pay just for that. Forget all the new content they're going to be creating for it, all these exclusive live-action shows, Marvel, Star Wars. That's going to sell a lot of people. It's like they're hitting every possible audience with these announcements, right? Oh, we're going to hit all the nerds with the Marvel and, and Star Wars stuff. Oh, we're going to hit all of the nostalgic young moms or even old moms out there with, with this Disney vault. Okay. Yeah. Dads too. And I love me some Alice in Wonderland, some Lady in the Tramp. Aladdin is just incredible. And I will not hear anything, anything, of this, anything opposite of this sort. All I'm trying to say is they are going to get all of us. And we are going to pay whatever they say because, though, and maybe we weren't, we're we're not always going to pay that, but you know, think about how easy it would be to jump in for just a month. And Why aren't we always going to pay it? I'm just saying, like, we may not pay it in perpetuity. Yes, because you know, I I canceled Netflix before and then come back to it when I when I had more of a need for it in my life. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't I, always been a solid subscriber for for years at a time. I kind of am at that point again now, but I mean, I'm just thinking like, okay, I may not buy into Disney at first, but when that Star Wars um, show comes out, maybe I I get it for a month or I wait for all. I, depends on how they're going to release the show. You know, if they're going to release it all at once or not. Um, you see a lot of this with CBS's All Access and and Star Trek Discovery. Like people, they come in for a month. Showtime is is probably like this a lot too, and HBO I'm sure is their their subscribers are going to go skyrocket in April and May, and then probably you know go back down a little bit after Game of Thrones. Of course, that that to me is just different, straight up. 
for one thing, because Netflix comes out with new stuff oh, yeah. every single day. Very true. Yeah, it's new easier movies, to it's easier new to stay whole with Netflix. seasons of TV shows, miniseries, you name it, documentaries, out the wazoo. And I mean, now you got your Patriot Act, which I've, I don't know if you watch Patriot Act, but I've been enjoying it. Um, it's kind of a, a John Oliver Daily Show, you know, sort of thing with Hassan Minaji. Yeah. Um, I saw his stand up, I think about a year or so ago. And I, I thought his stand up was really interesting because he did a lot of like multimedia things mixed into the stand up. That, that, that's exactly what it is. He has, and it's, it's really incredibly well done um, because it's not like it basically is a PowerPoint presentation that he does his show along to, but it's beat for beat. And, so, and there's so much transition and it's, and I mean, obviously he's not clicking anything, but really it is. It's just that it just moves along. It's, it's just so scripted so well and timed so well that it, you know, it, it, everything moves in it. Like everything just like, what am I trying to say? It, so it's not it, like, like the daily show really is like they show you a picture and then they show you another picture and then they show you some text and they show you a person and they show you a funny face of the person. This is very much like movement. Yes. You know, things, things, yeah. things move and it's not static images. It's right. Yeah. Right. It's really, it's really well done. Um, I definitely check it out and I definitely, definitely, I don't know if you've seen homecoming, which is on Netflix, which is part stand. It's, it's, it's Hasan part stand up. I think that's what I saw. Part just yeah. like his life story, which right. is really, really dang interesting. That's he's what I saw. Incredible yeah. storyteller. Um, he he's he's the one who did the uh, White House Correspondence Center. Yes, um, a few years two, ago. Two years yeah. ago, and uh, so yeah, I mean, really, really good. Like him, and and so I mean, that's a weekly show now. Um, and you got your, you know, I mean, you got so much that comes out. So to me, it's like apples and oranges between Netflix and your like HBO Showtime. Even even Hulu, which comes out with a whole bunch of stuff, too. It's just, you know, I don't know. And I, So, I come from a land down under. I come from a different spot because, as, as has been said, and I'll say it again, that I just, I use my dad's Netflix because um, that's not difficult to do at all, especially because he wants 4K, and so if you get 4K, you are... Automatically, you're going to have four oh, people. I know, I know all about this, Philip. No, no. It's going up to fifteen ninety nine, and, and that does make it not $10. I will give you that, um, which is probably why Disney Plus is not going to be $10. And it's probably going to be for 4K. It's probably going to be $25 a month. You know, but just name your price. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. But that's, and, I, and I, don't, ah. I don't pay for Hulu because we get that through Sprint Unlimited plan that we have. They just throw it in. Um, we, you know, you get Amazon Prime because we have children and we ship stuff. And um, when you have a family large enough, it's like almost a no-brainer. Um, and and we have student Prime too, so that helps. Um, I actually just got Showtime today because it comes along with Spotify Student for five bucks a month. You get Spotify. I got an extra Hulu um, for anybody that wants it and uh, Showtime uh, that I can now use. It's just thrown in for free with for your five dollars Spotify, and what's the uh, HBO we get from Blair's grandma? Uh, we get stars from Blair's grandma. I think that's it. 
and we pay for Amazon Prime. Is that is that the one we pay for? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> oh, we pay forty nine dollars for Amazon Prime for the year. So, but so my, this is actually going to be my first experience of of truly paying for it because the other day, uh, Netflix for some reason had like, you know, a big long list of like, hey, here's some Disney movies you might want to watch. <laughs> because they're <laughs> and, not going to be around long. And, I, and so I told Blair, I was like, yeah, we might want to watch those, you know, with the, with the kids, you know, around now and, and soon because they're, they're going to leave. She was like, why? Because Disney's going to release their own streaming service. She was like, well, not to worry though, we're going to get that one. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, you know, no FOMO here, you know, no, no rush, no urgency to watch those because we'll get them one way or another. Listen, I'm in. I'm just, I'm not happy about it, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. At the same time, I was talking about this with my sister before we came to record about. Because at a certain point, we should just get cable. Especially Except because for, I work for the cable company uh, in some capacity. But, you, but we're talking about kind of the, the, how cable is not what any child wants. That's true. Right? No, no child wants to look at a viewing guide, which used to be like just an incredible, like an event in my life was looking at the viewing guide and then setting a recording, which all that was, was just a, a reminder of when to start the VCR and you could, you know, schedule the VCR, but you just had to schedule the VCR for time. You didn't schedule a VCR to record Survivor. Now, it was a better time because you could record it for time and you can't DVR time, which is dumb. Because if it's a football game, I just want you to record the football game. And why you can't in this digital age record a football game or 60 minutes that comes on after the football game. And I don't want to have to create a three-hour recording just so that I make sure I get 60 minutes because who knows how long the Cowboys are going to keep us around. That's a separate issue. And now there's no reason to fix that problem. Because DVRs are going away and it's all going to be streaming. But how streaming is, uh, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get pricey. But it, it is just so much of a better service than cable TV, you know? I mean, our children are just totally... For one thing, like I was talking to my, <laughs> my sister about how whenever my, one of my kids like says something in some rude way and then I hear it on some TV show, I'm just like, we don't watch that TV show anymore. And I don't have to feel bad about that at all because you just got to go pick one of the other 250 TV shows that are out there to watch. It's not like I just, when I was a child, it's like there are 12 TV shows to watch and now you just, <laughs> I can't watch half of them. So I can only watch six TV shows, you know, and I got to find when those are on. And, you know, I mean, limit is not like something that any child knows about anymore. And that's just how streaming does it. Rocco's Modern Life, man. Rocco's modern life.